Welcome to the Energy Nerd Show, powered by Synapse Energy Economics and Climbable.org. Energy Nerd Show. So, hey, uh, good morning. Uh, welcome to the Energy Nerd Show. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. This is Texas Hill Country Yurt Edition. We're, we're outside of Austin. Um, where, where are you all? I'm in Jamaica Plain in our uh, office there. And I, we are in our Corey um, North Quincy office in Massachusetts. So, uh, why don't you tell us about yourselves and what you're working on? What our uh, energy nerd audience might be interested in. So, my name is Anna Vanderspeck. I work with a nonprofit organization called Green Energy Consumers Alliance. Um, we do work in Massachusetts and Rhode Island, and our mission is to harness the power of energy consumers to speed the transition to a low-carbon future, which is a lot of syllables, but basically we run different programs and services to help people access clean energy technologies, and then we do um, state-level policy advocacy for good clean energy policy in Massachusetts and Rhode Island as well. And we're really excited because we get to work with Quarry on a clean transportation project um, for the next year and a half, basically. So. Um, excited to talk about that. My name is Tina Ho, and I'm the interim manager of Massachusetts programs and services at Cori. So Cori stands for Quincy Asian Resources In. So we are the nonprofit social service organization based in Quincy, Massachusetts, and we are uh, supporting all immigrants with all the like uh, you know the opportunities to grow to be successful the services and programs not only in Massachusetts and we have our team in Rhode Island and also in New York City. So our vision is to strive um, everyone, like all the immigrants, to be succeed in the future. So what we do is we provide all the services and programs such as like adult education, family and community services, youth development, and the community initiatives like, you know, for all their, um, their families, seniors, youth babies like in need. So um, that's why we are here and uh, we are so exciting to, you know, launch a two years educational campaign with the Green Energy Consumers Alliance to outreach and to let our um, the community folks know about like the clean transportations, such as the electric vehicles, like the fans, the e um, bus, or the e scooters, e bikes. So we're part of since like uh, the last year, and we have hosts like um the other like uh, educational like a focus group conversation with the community and other great um community events. So um I let like Fengshui, my colleagues, to uh, introduce herself. Hi, um, my name is Feng Shihe, and uh, I am currently the community initiatives lead here at Cori. I joined the team late October last year, so I'm on board for a short period now. Um, unfortunately, uh, I missed uh, some fun activities we had in summer, like the test driving event, sort of EV uh, in the past year. But uh, since I was on her, we did organize some uh, indoor workshop. And um, this weekend, we're also holding another her Jeopardy event with our 30 of our youths. So, um, yeah, the mission of our department is to outreach and educate as many people as we can about EVs and let them have confidence in purchasing their next car a EV. Yeah. That's great. We're familiar with um, Green Energy Consumers Alliance from work on the board, and we've had uh, Larry Cretion, the director on the, on, the, on the Energy Nerd Show before. But it's great to get to know Corey and uh, 
know what you do. So it's like a great organization and a great match for collaborating with uh, Green Energy Consumers Alliance. Yeah. And I'm really curious to hear how you're getting the word out, how you're doing the education and, and how and just like what are the methods you're using and we're using all of them <laughs> and the first thing we did when this partnership started was um we issued a, a very short survey that was basically like are you interested in evs how much do you know what do you want to learn and how do you want to learn it um and what came back pretty loud and clear is that people uh want in-person events and they are interested in learning uh stuff on social media so we have been really focusing on those two methods of outreach. So Corey, I will let you speak about all the different social media uh, outlets that we use uh, together. But on the events front, we held several big community events over the summer and fall um, that were in person where people could go and talk to real EV drivers, sit in a car, maybe even test drive. Um, and really just get the basics EV 101 down. Just be like, oh, there's different models. Um, there's SUVs now, there's pickup trucks now. Did you know the MBTA has an electric bus? And just really get the idea out in front of people so that now when we follow up with more like EV 101 workshops and more sort of specific things that people are sort of primed to be be thinking about it. So this the summer we focused on fun and, and getting out in front of people, um, but the social media component has really been complementing all that. And I will definitely let Corey talk about all that. Yeah, Corey, we also have some of the platforms, like because we have our social media account on Facebook, on WeChat uh, and Instagram. So uh, and also LinkedIn, Twitter, we utilize our social media, you know, and also like translate uh, some of the like very important information, such as the rebates, such as the incentives, like about the um, like a charging station, you know, where they can find it. Those are very like uh, important informations that is coming from um, what we have the conversations with the community they concerned about where for example where is the charging station or what um how much like the rebates and their insensitivity they can get it so we chat because in quincy we have hires like a population of the asian like especially chinese um the resident living in quincy massachusetts so we chat is um is their uh, social media that they use like they often use it and also share the information. So, um, and then we have our social media coordinator um, also like translated those like their information in their language and share it like on our social media. I found out like this is also um, very good ways like we can spread up the word. And one thing I forgot to mention and just want to highlight is that a huge part of the work that we did in the first six months was translation. So we have our Drive Green website that answers basic questions about EVs on lots of different topics and the quarry staff put in an amazing effort and translated um, all of that into Chinese, Vietnamese, Spanish and Brazilian Portuguese. So on the website now you can toggle between languages, but we also created new collateral because we knew we would be spending a lot of time at events. So we've got one pagers on charging and incentives that are in all of those languages. Basically people could come up and pick the, the topic they wanted and the language they wanted and, and learn about it. And having Corey staff on hand to also speak to people in those languages um, has been huge because it just means all of this is so much more welcoming and accessible and tailored to that community. One thing I want to add about the translation, because Corey, we actually, we have done so many interpretation, uh, translation, uh, provide all the services for the community. One thing we realized, like the language is a huge, like a barrier 
within our communities right now. So that's why we want to be like more like inclusive and more like to always to accept like to their like a community who don't speak like English because sometimes they don't feel comfortable, they don't understand it. But having someone like the staff or um, the EB ambassador, like who can speak the language, this is like a huge difference, make a huge like an impact, like to encouraging, to building their confidence, um, and to address like their like the concerns like about the EVs. So some trust. Yes, and also build the trust with our communities. That's why we're. Mm-hmm. Working like very hard on getting the all the materials like and the information to be translated in Spanish, Portuguese, um, Chinese, and also Vietnamese. Yes. That's amazing and super important. And I'm curious about the people who are coming to the events and the people who are watching on social media. Are these folks who have been members of Corey, who've been involved in previous events and meetings, and are kind of already attuned to coming to Corey events and do you feel like the reach has expanded I'm just really curious like have you had a good chance to track who's um showing up and and how has the success been um so I would say it's a mix like uh, um some of them of course they have been engaging in our Corey programs like the ESOL um citizenship program or even like our family and community service programs like Tai Chi classes or uh, the community chat time so uh but of course we also have the new folks like you know the new community members joining our um maybe the august one festival or like you know um the EV national grid so um i would say it's a mix like a like a of the group of people as an example to sort of answer the the question of our approach we we held our launch event on one of those days in july that was like a heat advisory day, <laughs> which was miserable. But the location that we held it at was in a parking lot outside of um, Camman Supermarket, which was one of the more popular. It's a Chinese supermarket, correct, Tina? Yeah. And so that was a place. There's the supermarket on one end of the parking lot, and then there's a dim sum restaurant on the other, and lots of businesses in between. So that was a place that just gets a lot of traffic from the community in general on a on a Saturday morning, early afternoon. So we very intentionally put our event there um, to get people who might not have otherwise thought about EVs, but are going around their shopping and are met by a small army of quarry youth volunteers saying, go check out those cars over there. There's a raffle, there's music, there's food, like, go check it out. So that's the sort of approach that we've been trying to take. Awesome. That's so great. It, it, it sounds like a really um, important, useful work in terms of kind of get, getting the word out and getting people kind of hands on with EVs, right? So you can uh, touch it and get, you know, get to know, like, oh, this isn't the exotic, problematic technology. This is a great, and, you know, once you actually drive an EV, we found it's really hard to go back. We're, we're, we're driving a gasoline vehicle here in Texas. And, you know, and, and it, we would just really miss our EVs from home and say, this gas thing is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. This would probably be a good time to mention that we are very grateful to the Massachusetts Clean Energy Center for funding this work. Um, our project was a response to a request for proposals that they put out last year, or maybe two years ago now, called Act for All, which was all about how can we bring the benefits of clean transportation to folks who've been left out of the transition so far. So that solicitation had lots of different project buckets, and we are very, very grateful to have found Corey and to put 
forward a, a proposal together. Um, so that is one thing I would definitely want to make sure makes it into the recording is a big thanks to the Mass Clean Energy Center for funding this through the Act for All program. Shout out to the CEC. You said, I think that you're, uh, it's a two-year program and, and I'm wondering kind of how far you are into it and kind of what are the next, the next thing is kind of more of this stuff, uh, you know, coming up in the next summer or are there any ideas of what to do, um, kind of what to do next or build, build on this um, in, in uh, Quincy or, or elsewhere? So we started our work in spring of 2022 um, and spent the first couple of months just doing laying the groundwork, so doing the translations, preparing the materials, doing all that. Um, we launched in July, and this will go through spring 2024. Um, so this summer we did some some big splashy events. Right now we're in the winter time, and Feng Shu has a lot of events coming up that are more targeted and tailored, so um, we can talk about that. But uh, we basically just from here on out want to build on the momentum of, of the, the big splashy events we did last summer and, and do more of the same, but just reach more people and sort of iterate so that the message gets through. Great. Do you want to tell us about those future events? It's the cold season. So we started planning for some workshops for people to stay in warm rooms. Um, and we, we held his EV101 to our core internal team in the past uh, December. And we had a, a good discussion to address our concerns on EV. And we had some good questions. We had some good good discussion and we want to expand this EV101 to a larger uh, scope of audience among our community. So we're planning for another EV101 among uh, our community at Quarry in February um, and also inviting some of our EV ambassadors who speak Cantonese, Mandarin to give people some first-hand EV driving experience and you know, to answer some of their concerns and questions. This week, we are holding a youth event. We call it Jeopardy event because they organize it themselves. We're going to have 30 youths and coming to the room. They will have some question and answers regarding EVE to see who have the most um, correct knowledge about EVE and win some prizes. Yeah, hopefully they will enjoy. Yeah. In the coming season, we will try to organize some more activities among EV ambassadors um, and to hold some maybe subtopics of EV 101. Just we want to see what, what topics people are more interested. Let's say maybe driving in winter or driving range, and we will organize some workshop targeting at those um, topics. Is there a, a calendar or a website? People might be watching this show in some future uh, date. And uh, is there a place they can go to see what the upcoming? We're in the process of yeah. Making so they, that they should stay turned like with us. Like we have our social media, like uh, Facebook. Follow us on Facebook, WeChat, uh, LinkedIn, or our website. We definitely like will share um, those information with the community. Usually, right, like we will share like the flyers and upcoming like their great events. So yeah, stay turned with us. <laughs> follow you on social media. Friend you on LinkedIn. We have an events page on our website that any of the like very public facing ones will definitely go on to. But one thing I wanted to add to what Feng Shui was saying is that when we were writing our proposal and designing this program, we wanted to really intentionally be as holistic as possible. So one 
great thing about Corey is that each of the staff, I feel like, knows everything. Everybody does a little bit of everything. So we wanted to incorporate elements of what Corey already does and figure out how this how this joint program would touch on each of those things. So Corey already has a super strong youth program and a lot of the kids care about climate. So we wanted to incorporate it that way. Um, Corey does a lot of um, ESOL and workforce stuff. So part of our work together is exploring, like, can we do anything on clean transportation in that front? There's a civic engagement part of what Corey does. And so we want to tie in the fact that the first electric bus garage in the MBTA is being built in Quincy and make sure people know about that. So we really wanted to make sure all of those pieces are together and like, Corey staff, we've done EV test drive events with our staff, which is like we go to a parking lot and drive around in circles and like make sure that everybody feels like they have a hand in this or not just feels like, but has a, an actual hand in it. One of the questions in my mind is um, kind of how does this scale or replicate? I mean, it sounds great. And how do you, how, how can it be done in other communities, locations and, and um, groups of people and so on? And, and it sounds like one of your answers to that is, well, it's got to really be customized to the, the, uh, the particular situation and the, the, the people involved. I think I would just stress what, what you basically said is that, and when we launched this, we wrote a little blog post that both us and Corey had a hand in writing, but at least the way I look at it, our bread and butter is talking about EVs, or at least my our team's butter bread and butter is talking about EVs. So we can answer questions about range all day long or the different models or the incentives and all that. But the really, really crucial part of this is the, the on the ground knowledge and cultural knowledge and relationships that Corey has that like without that, we could not do this work. So it's the, the, the sort of hyper local relationship based part of this is I think what makes it effective and exciting. Yeah. I haven't joined the team for too long, but mm-hmm. based on my understanding is that um, a local community or organization that have very good connection with the community members yeah, uh, you can connect the EV education program to your current programs, mm-hmm. like whatever her cultural e- events you have or her any social programs you have, activities you organize among communities. You can kind of embed the EV um, elements into those programs because you already have like this base of membership and mm-hmm. you can, um, you know, have this education as a process, yeah, that's how we do it, and probably other organizations can copy this. Yeah, thing. one thing is like Corey, we have such a like a all the like a their relationship, a great relationship with their uh, local community, like partners, like yes. with their municipal, and also um, with um, you know their community members because we build a trust with them throughout our all the services and programs. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that's why we have the foundation right now, but like how we, and we also understand the cultural and also language barrier. So that's why we partner together to better like to outreach and educate, to empower our community to think about like the clean transportation. Yeah, that, that's so cool. I definitely get like the, the, the uh, language is like a huge, can be a huge um, barrier. Are people asking the same questions that green energy has been hearing for the last few years about, you know, you know, range and charging and, uh, you know, those are the same questions. Are there any, are there any um, kind of other kinds of concerns? It's basically the exact same questions. Everybody is concerned about how far the car goes. Everybody's concerned about the rebates and incentives and everybody's concerned about how charging works. Um, I think uh, we did a survey. So as part of our like metrics, 
piece of our work, we will at the beginning, middle and end do a big survey and also focus groups um, to just get a sense of baseline knowledge and understanding and interest in EVs. Um, and one sort of unique thing that came out of our work, A, everybody had the same questions that everybody always has. So that was one big finding. Um, there was a lot of interest and actually a, pr a fairly high like baseline understanding of EVs and why they're good. So that was really exciting. Um, a couple of things that struck us in the results were that there's a lot of confusion about maintenance um, and whether maintenance costs are higher or lower or how that even works or where you go. Um, and then some concerns about safety, um, which are some questions that we get every now and then in our regular drive green stuff, but came out as a sort of more salient point in, in that survey and focus group work. Um, so that is useful for us to know because we'll we'll spend more time talking about that stuff and make sure that we touch on it. But so on the whole, it's the exact same questions that we've been getting with drive green for years. Well, this is really great. I'm so encouraged to hear that this work is happening. Is there anything that you wanted to tell us that you haven't had a chance to? Any kind of last uh, shout out for how people can be involved? We will really hope as many people as possible to join our Lunar New Year celebration. That's going to be a, a huge event in Quincy um, and a lot of fun activities. And of course, we will have our EV table hall and um, a lot of fun stuff. So welcome yeah. to our Lunar New Year celebration. So every year, Corey, uh, Quincy Asian Resources, we um, partner with the cities and also to host like, you know, the cultural events, like, for example, like August Moon Festival and Lunar New Year Festival. So this year, February 5th, uh, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., we will host um like a Lunar New. It's a 35th Lunar New Year festival at North Quincy High School. So we will have um the EVs um table there, um fun activities like maybe the EV ambassador also talk about like the experience engaging with the community because this is such a like a great um the festival like for the families and um you know their families get together uh, to celebrate this uh, very important like a festival. And um, we will have like a performers, um, for vendors, all the vendors. Um, and then we have like an arts and crafts. So come to us like, you know, um, and to celebrate this festival together. Yes. So one thing that I just want to make clear is that the point of this is to reduce reliance on individually owned gas powered cars for for climate reasons and also public health reasons and a big focus of our work is electric vehicles because that's what the mass clean energy center asks for and we know that a lot of people need a car and it makes a huge impact if you switch from a gas car to an electric car um, but we're trying very hard to make this more comprehensive and make sure we're talking about all the different ways that you can reduce your emissions from transportation so we've brought e-bikes to our events we've had e-bike test drives which have been a huge hit um, the MBTA brought an electric uh, bus to the August Moon Festival, which is attended by 15,000 people, if I remember Tina correctly. Um, we brought an uh, electric moving truck from Intelligent Labor and Moving, um, and we're really trying to show people the, the breadth of options from e-bikes to sedans to hatchbacks to pickup trucks to moving trucks to electric buses. And that's something that we'll try and keep doing because not everybody necessarily needs a car, and if you can 
get by with one fewer car, that's great. Get an e-bike or take the bus. Um, but we really want to make the, the whole sort of menu of options um, available and accessible to people. So that is one point that I wanted to stress that it's EVs is a big focus of it, but not the only piece that we're working on. Yeah. Let's celebrate our all-electric, climate-friendly future. This has been so great. Thank you for bearing with us. It's really great to hear from you. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for uh, having like Corey like be part of it. Yep. Thank you. It's been fun. Check out the show notes for visuals and links for more info on the topics discussed. You can find the Energy Nerd Show on social media pretty much everywhere at Energy Nerd Show or on our website at energynerdshow.com. Thanks for listening.